0: I'm not good at it. All right, so (laughs) thanks, guys. Hopefully, I don't get flagged for using copyrighted material. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. All right, episode three, Bo Knows Jerf. Bo Knows Stuff. I'm Bo, Dr. Bo. Um, Jerf is Just Eat Real Food, all right? I got my podcast thing recording here, video recording here. Um, So, I'm getting the hang of this stuff. I really want to cover this topic. I think that in the pyramid of human body okay um the bottom part to me the biggest part actually is mindset so mental health something that gets often overlooked we're gonna we're gonna jump a little bit ahead of that to the next foundational component of how we are as humans and that is very much to do with nutrition if we eat 21 meals a day and if we're lucky enough to eat 21 meals a day three times a day all right um we want to do the best we can with what we're putting into our body. Every time you eat a meal is a chance to get better or get worse. Um, So I think that there's a lot of misconceptions. It's a very tricky thing. There's a lot of interest groups and things like that. So it's all over the place. I'm going to try to narrow it down here. Sorry for the noises. Mikey told me, stop making noises. So I'm going to stop making those noises. Um, All right. So A, food, tricky. I want to talk about getting blood work done. So... There's functional medicine doctors these days. Um, It's an emerging trend in the health and fitness space. Something that is, I I think we need to push harder, push more for. And getting blood work done so you know what your vitamin D levels are. You know where you might have some nutritional deficits. Looking at your weekly uh, intake of food, all right, also can start to give us some ideas of, hey, you're not varying up your protein sources. Um, you might be deficient in XYZ. Uh, most people are deficient in magnesium. This is when we get into supplements. So I'm gonna do another one on supplements. But today, again, I wanna come back to JIRF, just eat real food, okay? So coming back to that, again, blood work will help us determine where we are, what we should focus on, an individualized plan. Having a coach, uh, for food also is something that again something I, I work with people on. It falls within the scope of physical therapy um, based on the way we define it. It's different state to state. Uh, the APTA, American Physical Therapy Association, does talk about the importance of nutrition because again, if we're working to help you heal your injured shoulder or your low back or whatever injury you have, it's almost uh, I don't I don't I don't want to use any crazy words here, but it's almost. Uh, a problem, I'm gonna say it's a problem if you are not addressing what you eat because it's such an important part of your healing process. So if we're not putting an emphasis on protein, collagen, anti-inflammatory foods, because again, a lot of injuries have to do with inflammation. Now, all these concepts, again, can go off different directions. So I'm gonna try to keep it on the focus of just eat real food, all right? So blood work is one bit to it. Number two I'm going to talk about here is... I'm going to shout out E.C. Sinkowski. And she has Optimized Nutrition, I believe. I don't want to mess that up. Um, I'm a huge fan. Every time I see one of her new posts in my feed, I get excited because I love the message she's putting out there. She's talking to through this deeper process of... Hey, I saw her post this morning actually on uh, a lot of cans, especially of alcohol. It'll say 90 calories and only 2.1 grams of carbs. So her point was that the carbs are useless marketing. The 90 calories are still the 90 calories because carbs uh, are one thing, but then there's alcohol that counts as calories. So if you're trying to lose weight, if you're working on your body composition, we're not even talking about the effect alcohol has on you. That's, again, another (laughs) topic conversation, which is why I'm trying to have this format where we can talk and cover all these topics, all right, and hopefully, again, make sense of it. So coming back to just eat real food, we're trying to avoid processed foods. We're trying to avoid a lot of chemicals that get put in things for various reasons, whether it's to help it last a little bit longer or things like that. So the less processed the food is, the better, all right? Um, a, a, a saying, a cliche-ish uh, idiom, whatever you want to call it, that goes through the um, this space, again, when you start, listening to people on these topics is eat only on the outsides of the supermarket. OK, so that's where you tend to have fruits and vegetables and things like that. And, and the, the the meat and real things that um, avoid, a le- again, a lot of bags of chips and, and energy drinks and things like that. So a lot of the uh, again, this is a tricky conversation, too, because uh, people get really riled up and they they watch a documentary and they're like, meat is the worst thing ever. Um, and, and, you know, anyone who eats meat is, is killing the environment or, and again, I'm not saying that all that is wrong, I'm not looking to create that, but those are things that we can't ignore. We should talk about again in a different format. It would probably help to have like a vegan on as a guest and things like that. But point is we're coming back to 21 meals a week. If you're lucky, um, getting the best quality you can afford, in each of those meals and making sure that those decisions you're choosing are going to be slightly better. So if you're sitting there and you're debating between white rice and brown rice, you know, if you're not super familiar with this stuff, again, I'm hoping to help you here. For me, on that specific topic, I choose white rice. Um, as I've listened to a lot of conversations, a lot of people push brown rice as the healthier alternative. I've listened to enough conversations and looked at enough kind of research that... Brown rice has some risks around it and not enough benefit. Um, Again, I don't want to make this about that specific thing, but the point is there's a lot of nonsense. There's a lot of BS. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of poor perceptions. I used to very much be, before I found, and I don't want to give CrossFit all the credit here, but when I found CrossFit 2010, uh, it really changed a lot of my mindset when I got my level one certification. Uh, They talked about nutrition in a unique way that helped me better understand how to think about nutrition not just what to think I used to be in the men's health mindset um, of you know uh, low-fat yogurt and whole wheat pasta these were the healthy foods Um, and looking back at it around that time 2010 figuring out a little bit of a of a a change and focus on quality um, that was part of my journey to say those might not be the best things um, may, those might be a reason why my body composition has not been the way I want it to be, despite the fact that I'm running so much and, and, uh, staying very active. So, uh, again, a lot going on again, I'm trying to refocus it, just eat real food. That's the focus here. So let's talk about real quick, some of the catchphrases and, and terms you might see. So organic, what does that mean? It means they tend not to use pesticides, but in order to get the true organic label, you actually have to pay a lot of money for that label. Um, is it the worst thing ever? I don't know. Um, is it is it super important to have organic? There's something called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. Um, you can look it up. Uh, basically saying the Dirty Dozen is, is 12 foods that you should not eat that are not organic because you end up eating the skin basically. And if pesticides were used on that, unless you're washing it really thoroughly, the Dirty Dozen, you're probably better off getting organic. So you avoid that. So you're just trying to Start to understand and improve uh, how you use this food system that we have. And and again, one other big thing I want to say as I am here and I know I'm drifting, I'm working on it, guys, is uh, you vote with your dollars. So again, when I know when I go to different Costco's, I'm driving up and down California now for work and I'll pop into different Costco's and you have different uh, quality and, and certain, uh, areas are going to be more focused on fast food and they have less grass fed type options. Whereas other ones I go to, they have, Oh, like, Oh, they have all this bone broth and things like that, that, uh, wild caught sardines, things that excite me that I include in my diet versus other ones don't have those options as much because people are voting with their dollars. They're stocking those stores with the things that people are buying. So, um, I I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole either, but there's a lot going on there. So coming back to those topics, right? Organic, uh, I would look up and I can link down below or whatever, uh, to clean 15 and dirty dozen cage-free eggs, uh, versus again, organic eggs. Organic eggs are not super important to me. Um, and, uh, one, and I'll do a full, probably other episode maybe on this of, of, uh, you, you're not what you eat. That, that used to be the expression, right? You are what you eat. It's just as important as uh, what you eat, ate, right? So uh, if they're, that's why they talk about vegetarian fed eggs. I'm not a vegetarian. Eggs are not meant to be vegetarian. Um, so something to consider is how that animal gets fed, which is now when we talk about vermeat, meat, grass fed versus grass finished. Grass finish is not a term you're going to hear a lot but grass-fed is one that we see a lot. So what it, there's all sorts of little uh, ways that they can use that language to to kind of, again, marketing purposes and things like that. But again, ultimately, all these things are different grades of the quality of the food you're taking in. Ultimately, again, if you're eating lower quality food, but it's still food, it's still meat, it's still not uh, pre-packaged you know, uh, again, super chemical-laced, things like that. So super sugary cereal. Um, again, I, I don't want to make it just that there's bad foods and there's good foods. Again, all of this gets super complicated. So I'm trying to come back to just eat real food, jerf. All right, so I t- I brought up E.C. Sinkowski and that took me on a bad tangent or a good tangent. I don't know. However you want to look at it. And I want to focus on her 800-gram challenge. So it might not be the ultimate way... To do things, this is again, whenever I speak with a new client, I, I, I go through what they've gone through as far as diets. We want to review what has worked for them, what hasn't worked for them, what could work for them in terms of logging your food. I don't like to log my food. I like to eat my food. Um, I don't want to sit there and I don't mind taking pictures of it again, but there's like a weird uh, dynamic to that versus also it is can be important if you have a system in place to say, oh, at the end of the day, I had this many grams of protein that's what i'm going to focus on and if i didn't get enough then i need to have more protein and that's a really good way to ensure that my overall health gets better that my recovery gets better from an injury um a knock on wood i haven't had too many injuries uh too recently it's not wood um but if i were to have another injury when i had my acl surgery in 2008 I really focused on increasing my protein, making sure it was really high. When I was competing in CrossFit, I was tracking a little bit and I noticed that if I was close to 180 grams of protein, which was just about my body weight, I felt better. I recovered better. Um, At some point, I knocked out. I I tried to have no supplements at all, so I had no protein shake. So uh, that was about 30 grams of protein less. So I had 150 grams of protein, which I felt a difference. Again, uh, it it's something that we need to track. All of this is, again, complicated, tough. I'm talking about my experience. I'm saying uh, the big message here again comes back to um, in that time when I knocked out protein shakes, I should have just included 30 more grams of protein from real food. So that's really the big thing. EC's 800-gram challenge, I, uh, again, drifted off there, sorry, is about focusing on fruits and vegetables. 800 grams, again, if you're going to measure your food, Um, it's a really good thing, simple thing to focus on. If you don't feel like getting a scale for your food, what you can approximate, there's ways you can do that, is uh, six fistfuls of fruits and vegetables. So if I were to have a big cucumber, uh, that to me would be one serving of a fruit or vegetable. Um, You know, If I had an apple, that would be another serving of fruit or vegetable. So if I had six of these throughout the day, I'm hitting those numbers. And basically that comes from, uh, you know I've listened to her speak a lot. She has a great TED talk. I highly recommend. Again, if I remember to, I'm gonna put it down in, in the uh, show notes below. It's still getting used to this podcast and video thing. So um, in her talk, A, she talks about um, that 800 grams comes from a major study that she found when she was uh, going through her uh, degree. And she uh, saw that 800 grams was kind of a good metric that showed that, folks improved a lot of their blood markers and weight loss goals. They got towards that by just focusing on this 800 grams of fruits and vegetables. So again, something really good to focus on. Um, and to me, again, there's bet there's, there's, and she talks about this too, is there's always better grades of each piece, but at the same time, we don't want to make uh, perfect, the enemy of good. So, you know, ideally you're not having dried mango, as one of your servings of fruits and vegetables. But again, that might be better than um, having you know frozen pizza or something like that, that doesn't count as a fruit or vegetable. So focus where you need to continue to work to improve brings me back to my point of 1% better every day. So if you watch this, uh, you hopefully took something away or listened to this, sorry, for those down there on the uh, podcast, and you're moving in a better direction. So the next time you sit down to a meal, maybe we sit down and figure out the difference between uh, for you between white rice and brown rice. Maybe that's that's something. I don't want to get too bogged down in that. Um, but yeah, maybe it's just changing to fruits and vegetables and really focusing on that and making sure you get another uh, case of apples or, or bag of tangerines or whatever the next time you're at the store, whereas you normally might not do that. And making sure that, again, you're including that in your daily uh, routine. All right. So, um, I'm already kind of over my own, uh, time here, but I'll, I'll keep going a little bit. Um, 800 gram challenge protein EC talks about too. I mentioned a little bit earlier. She talks about 0.7 grams per pound of body weight. So if you weigh 200 pounds, um, that would be 140 grams per day of body weight. Again, I don't want to dive too far down that, but those are all good things. I think it's important. I think most of us don't eat enough protein so one egg is about six grams of protein. So if you're working towards 140 grams of protein, if you were a 200-pound individual, um, you know you have a five-egg omelet, that's quickly 30 grams of protein from real food. Um, and, and you can keep you know, building on that throughout the day. So all sorts of different ways to look at that. Um, I'm gonna lastly talk about just eating real food, the importance of not just for weight loss, but for overall health, coming back to blood work, and again, this will lead to supplements, but the concept of micronutrients, micronutrition. Um, if you grew up with, with uh, a lot of these commercials that, oh, you're, you're t- 12 vitamins and minerals in total cereal or whatever, which is why they called it total. It had all of these different vitamins and minerals. But there's so many different forms and so many different things I would recommend for you to include in your diet. One of the motivations for this episode and being choosing this one right now is talking to my buddy Mikey that I mentioned before he didn't like me making sounds at the end of my last video, which I'm gonna work on. Um, and he mentioned that one of the, the takeaways for uh, for him was how much I talk about sardines and how much I include sardines in my diet. And I just think it's important to have those smaller fish, okay They have more micronutrients, including because you're eating the spine actually. Um, so you're getting some of the benefits and, and vitamins and minerals from bone broth and magnesium and, and all these different cool things that we don't think about that, again, unless you're getting degrees or listening to a thousand podcasts or, or interviews or reading books and things like that, like, like I end up doing, um, you know, things to focus on. It's a little harder out here in California, which I'm a little surprised by. Um, but oysters are another one. When I was in New York City, I would get oysters at least once a week. Um, and then, uh, bone broth is another one that's really good. So s- sardines, oysters, bone broth are three things I wanted to make sure I threw out there on top of, again, fruits and vegetables. in as far as eating real food and getting a lot of these, um, you know, f- f- fixing a lot of these deficiencies in our modern diet. So, um, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll finish it up there. Okay. Um, I could certainly talk about this myself I, I you know for hours so food I know I jumped around a little bit guys I apologize for that I'm gonna keep working to do better but I, I really appreciate all the feedback I've been getting on my first two episodes this is the third episode this is a super complicated topic if I was just talking about like wrist pain or something like that we could make it much more uh, clear and crisp but nutrition to me uh, goes in different directions and I'm working on again getting a little more streamlined no noises thank you okay so Finally, finishing up, let's do this. 1% better every day, that's my message. Next meal you eat, think of me, (laughs) and hopefully uh, we can can start working to get you healthier through food. Every time you're eating, that is medication. You know, let food be thy medicine, A, a classic quote from, I believe, Hippocrates or Socrates. I forget which one, to be honest, right now. It's one that gets passed around on the internet quite a few times, so don't believe everything you see on the internet, but... Let's believe some of this stuff. There's some good stuff out there. All right, finishing up. I really hope you get 1% better today. I hope you got something out of this video. Uh, I hope you subscribe, like, share, do all that good stuff to support the channel. Um, I really appreciate it again. And the feedback you guys have been giving me is great. I really appreciate it. Someone said they really liked uh, the car setting. So hopefully I'm trying a different angle. Uh, If you want to let me know which one you like better, let me know. Um, Just Eat Real Food. And I got to give credit to Sean Croxton there too. I believe his company was Underground Wellness. I haven't um, checked him out in a little bit, but uh, I was a big fan of his for a long time. Um, I believe he's down in San Diego too, so um, I should check him out and hopefully, again, you guys got something out of this. Can't stress that enough that uh, little bits of change, especially when it comes to food, food choices continuing to have these conversations again maybe you don't agree that brown rice and white rice like wh- where I stand on that that's great I want to have those conversations I want to talk through why that belief is what brought me to that decision again i've been I've been looking at this stuff for a long time so hopefully um, again we can continue to have those conversations please leave some comments below let's talk love you guys talk to you soon Burp.